This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who is ready to ride a space elevator and run from cats, Ryan Nelson. Justin, if you don't enjoy yourself watching Nick Fury, the Khan family, <laughs> and cat, human-eating cats <laughs> try to have a good time and try to save themselves, I don't know what's wrong. It's it's a you problem. Yeah, it's a you problem. It's not it's not a film problem. It's a you problem. No. It, it, it'd be hard not to have fun watching all that. Yeah. So, uh, If you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the 33rd film in the Marvel Cinematic universe the marvels if you are new or irregular would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast you can go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you sign up for. All four levels do get you the show ad-free. However, if you sign up for the 5, the 10, or the 20, you do get additional benefits as well. Uh, there's additional bonus content out there. So there are uh, other reasons to sign up for the higher level if you're interested in that. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you went over to both of those platforms and left us a five-star rating. And if you have time, we'd love it if you wrote us a review while you're on Apple Podcasts. If you would like to interact with the show, you can do so by sending us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Just sending us any thoughts, any questions you might have, any suggestions on content you'd like for us to cover. We'd love to hear all those things. Uh, so just go to your email box and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Come. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As I said in the opening, this is the 33rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is the Marvels. It's the quasi-sequel to uh, Captain Marvel from uh, 2018. Uh, the third film in which we've seen uh, uh, Brie Larson's Ca uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, second time we've seen uh, Tiana Paris's. Uh, well, they haven't really officially given her name yet. Uh, Monica Rambo is her uh, her Earth name, her regular name, uh, and obviously uh, Amon Vellani's uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, let's just talk about real quick uh, your experience with all three of these characters. Your general thoughts on Captain Marvel, uh, WandaVision, which we got uh, Monica Rambo in, and Miss Marvel. All right, so I went. I remember enjoying Captain Marvel. Yes, and. and and I was shocked there was all this, like, critics, for some reason, now all of a sudden don't like the movie. Yeah. And, like, I know there was haters out there. For some reason, Brie Larson just attracts haters. I don't understand it. Yeah. I, I even hear people today was like, she feels like she's melding in. I don't see it. No, I don't either. I think she killed it in Captain Marvel. I think she killed it in this role. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't understand what they're saying. I like Captain Marvel. I think Brie Larson's awesome. 
I actually could not remember. I remember uh, Tiana Paris as Monica Ramba. Could not remember what she was in. <laughs> so then it was like, oh, she was in WandaVision. Yes. So I went back and watched her main episodes. Right. I forgot how good she yeah, was she's in really WandaVision. Good. Mm. She is such such a good part of that and this is an actress tiana paris who's really on her way up oh yeah so mm-hmm. this is where she would grab someone like this she's at a perfect spot she is really really good at Mo- as monica rambo like i said i had forgotten i knew she was in so i knew like the younger version was in captain right. marvel but i couldn't remember if they show her at the end of captain marvel and i watched captain marvel uh before i saw the Marvels, and I right. was like, "Where? What was she in?" So, like I said, I looked it up as WandaVision, and then, like I said, we covered Miss Marvel, and we both just went on and on about Amon Vellani. Yeah. Like, this is her first roles, and there is something about her. Mm-hmm. She just has it, and she steals this movie. <laughs> she does. Yes, yes, she does. Uh, I'm kind of with you on the, a lot of this. Captain Marvel. I thought I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. I thought it was a good film. Yeah. Uh, I've watched it a couple times, and every single time, I have always liked it. Every single time, I, I've watched it. I don't it. understand why. Why, why people all of a sudden crap on it? Something about uh, she is so stoic in that film. Then uh, it's just some people just don't like that. Uh, there's a lot of that, so I don't know. That's that's what I hear most of the time. Well, I like also it takes place in the '90s, when, right? You know, you and I were coming up, oh, yeah. so it's like there's some nostalgia feel to it. As oh well. yeah, there, there's definitely nostalgia feel because it's it's it takes place in '95, so I was coming. It feels like it's supposed to be like in the summer of that uh, yeah. that year. So that was coming right off my tenth grade year of. Uh, of high school and when that one took place but like i said i liked it uh it's this is only the second i've taken both of my kids to marvel movies and they are both captain marvel films uh my daughter was the very first marvel movie she saw was this one he would not have cared anything about it in the world had it not been for the cat that was in it, Goose. Uh, and this was her. This was her motivation for coming to see this one. And boy, did well, she, she get got her. a lot. She, I was about to say she got her fill. She got her fill to say the least. Uh, I'll talk more about that in a little bit later on. Uh, but uh, so, like I said, it was great to have both of them back uh, with me to come to come check this one out. Yeah. Uh, but Wandavision, I really, really loved it. Obviously, it didn't end the way a lot of people would have liked it to, but. I thought it was one of the. I thought it was incredibly great, especially those first eight mm-hmm. episodes. You can you can talk about the ending as much as you want. It kind of it it was not as solid as the rest of the of the show, well, to say the least. I had forgotten how much of Monica Rambo is involved with that, oh, and yeah. how much big part she is. And like she has one of the best episodes, episode four, where you get her backstory, get her which backstory. they kind of mm-hmm. go into in the Marvels, and and just how she got involved, and how she got her powers. Yeah, like uh, I, I thought she was really good. Yeah, and. And, and I'm with you about Amon Vellan. She is fantastic. She is absolutely incredible. And we're going to talk about uh, we'll talk about the bo- the box the box office numbers for this. So as we at, at the end of this, I don't want to get into that right now. Uh, yeah. But I have some theories about just how that could have gotten I have better as well. So uh, we'll get into all that later on. Uh, but general thoughts on this one, uh, the team up between all three of them for the Marvels. What were your general thoughts? I, I really enjoyed this. I'm you know I I, I saw where the like there was so much, like crapping on this movie before it came out. Before it came out, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw the same thing with Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, where we people were like, "Hey, I heard this was bad." And then you go and watch these movies, and Blue Beetle is similar to this. And you're like, "This is actually enjoyable." Yeah. It's an hour and forty five. It flies by. It really does. They do some stuff. I like where they're going back and forth, switching powers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. You know, I, I don't know. I guess we've seen stuff like that before, but. Yeah, it was really well done here. Um, I, I just thought the three leads were really strong. We love the Khan family. Oh like, yeah, uh, and them being a big part of this. Like we, I remember when we covered Miss Marvel, we were like, because we knew the Marvels was next. Yes. We're like they better have the Khans involved, and they did. Yes, they did. knew. You know, and having them teaming up with Sam Jackson's oh, genius. Yeah. Yes, my now my son had a hot take coming out of this, and I was like, I couldn't oh, believe he said this. Uh, so we came out of the movie, and I was asking both kids how how much they liked it and all this type of stuff. My son son said he really enjoyed, thought it was a lot of fun. He thought it was funny. He said, but I didn't like the mom. <laughs> I was like, dude, uh, what? You didn't like the mom? He's like, yeah, she was like always giving her a hard time. I was like, well, she's a mom. <laughs> That's what she's my, supposed my, to do. My niece, who is. 13 went to the the movie as well this weekend that was her take really? as well oh wow teens, <laughs> teens. not feeling all the time 
was like, yeah, dude, that's your mom. Like, if if I were if you were being taken to space on space adventures, I would probably right. be on your case a lot too. So, yeah. uh, anyway, I just thought that was funny when when he, when he told me he's like, "What are you talking about? You didn't like the mom? My goodness." Uh, anyway, uh, but I'm with you about all, uh, pretty much on all this. This was an incredibly fun movie. Uh, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but it is an incredibly fun movie. And look. When I go to a Marvel movie, that is what I want. I want to have yep. fun. I want to have a good time. And this was one of the most fun movies I've seen yep. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, look, here's my theory about this particular film. If you have ever been in on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, either as a casual observer or as a diehard, if you've ever been in on it and you don't like this one, then to me this is the litmus test if you don't like this one then you're probably out on the marvel cinematic universe going forward if you're still like if you like this one you're probably still in uh because i mean let's go back if this movie comes out 10 years ago 2013 uh and they've got uh these three female leads You've got people who would be praising and finally saying, finally, oh, yeah. Marvel has yeah. given us female leads because uh, mm-hmm. Ike, if you, if you don't remember, uh, Ike Perlmutter is, was the owner of Marvel up until they sold it to Disney. And he fought hard to keep female leads, uh, African-American leads, foreign leads out of uh to not make films about them, to not include them. I mean, when, well, I did not know that. Oh yeah, if you read the MCU book, they go into great detail yeah. about all this. Yeah, I'm hoping to get that for Christmas, uh, family. Listening. <laughs> Anybody listening? Uh, Ryan yeah, yeah, has yeah. a request. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, they go into a lot of detail about this. Uh, that Ike Perlmutter did. He was the owner of of Marvel until they sold to Disney, and he and for the most part, he was allowed to still run Marvel the way that he wanted to up until about 2015. And he fought hard. I mean, he didn't really want Black Widow to be in the first Marvel's movie. Uh, He really didn't want uh, Gamora to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. There were there were never there were never toys made of of those characters because he didn't think they sold. I mean, he was like female superheroes. This was ten years ago. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Good God! So, like I said, if this movie comes out ten years ago, when you think we've come a long way, you hear a story like that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, and this is so. Like I said, if if this happens ten years ago, people are praising like Ike Perlmutter's finally released, uh, you know, a movie about female characters with with diversity, with an African American, with 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 a Muslim in it as well. I mean, so you get all these great headlines, and people would be gushing about this film, but instead, we're getting. I mean, it's like it's sitting a little over sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's around fifty on Metacritic. People like it, but it's not like just getting overwhelmingly positive yeah. reviews. Uh, that wouldn't be the case ten years ago. I, I firmly believe that it would be the I case. I think you're right on that. I think you're right on it. Now, if you remember when Captain Marvel first came out, women were pretty jazzed about. Oh, like, yeah. I knew a lot of women that went to the theater just to see this. That didn't go to the other movies. Yeah, and because this and was the first one that featured was. a woman. Mm-hmm. And it was coming off of Black Panther, right. which was such a moment. Oh yeah, you know. So we had these like back to back, and it felt, you know, it felt like such a real right. moment. And I don't know why this one. I, 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 I do know why. I, I have a couple of theories that we'll get to when we talk about the box office. Because, okay. well, let me just mention. Part of it is the TV. Yeah. Two of these people are from TV. Yeah, that, that is part of it. Know. I think that's yeah. a big part of it as well because my son, because uh, well, let's just go ahead and talk about the box office now. We'll go ahead and let's yeah. go ahead and get into that real quick because when I was pulling into the parking lot of our movie theater, I mean, normally on a big Friday night with a big with a big movie coming out, the parking lot is because we normally go around between seven and eight. So whenever that whenever it airs on like the 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 really big huge screen that they have in Collierville, uh, and when I'm was pulling into the parking lot. Normally, it's completely packed, and you have a hard time finding a spot. Mm-hmm. There was a significant portion of the parking lot that was not full. I mean, probably yeah. at least a third of it was completely empty. It's like, oh, this doesn't look good. Uh, I mean, like that was my first yeah. time. I mentioned something about yeah. that to uh, my kids when I was when we were pulling in, uh, and he said, "Well, why do you think it's not going to do as well?" And I said, "I think a big part of it is because there are two characters from this that come from TV shows that." A lot of people may or may not have actually watched, yeah. and they're not going to be familiar with it. So that's one of it. But what else? What else do you got? Well, I think I think that's a big thing because, like, 
here we are. We cover these shows, and I couldn't remember what Monica Rambeau was from. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to look it up. And I think this is part of the problem with they have expanded the universe so much. You can't remember. Miss Marvel's remember is, is right. easy to remember. But, like, Monica Rambeau's not easy to remember where no, she came not. from. And, like, if, like you said, you have to watch these shows to be able to enjoy this. Now, granted, well, they go over both of their stories a little bit. Right. But so I guess you don't. But I don't know. You're you're selling them on the poster, right? How many people watch Miss Marvel? Right. And that 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 is a question that a lot, you know we just don't know the answer to because Disney's never going to completely reveal yeah. those numbers. Uh, but and 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 WandaVision was like three years ago. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a while. Uh, it's it's a difficult thing to try to figure out. Look, I think a big part of this though is the strike for the stars just yes. ended. And I've honestly believe if you get these three leads out there promoting this film, you know, showing up on uh, Colbert, showing up on Kimmel, showing up yes. on uh, what's the other one? Um, Fallon. Uh, you yeah. get them showing, especially if you get Amon Vellani on those shows. And you get her just bubbly, incredibly mm-hmm. delightful, incredibly charming self. You get her out on these shows, and people who might have been on the fence probably say oh okay i I think i want to go see this because she would have owned everything she'd have been on hot ones Mm -hmm. she would have been on every tiktok like you know uh influencer type thing that these people do because we said the same thing with blue beetle cholo not being out there had to hurt that oh yeah it had to hurt this is the same thing amon would have owned every room she's in yes she would have and they would have it would like i said they would have been on they would have been on saturday night live they would have been hosts yes. uh they might have even brought all yeah. three of them in to be like hosts for saturday night live so. uh, yeah. i mean it would like I said, there would have been it probably i don't know that it would have completely saved the box office on this but it yeah. came in at like 45 million uh domestic and like 110 yeah. million worldwide uh if you get them out there promoting this thing, I truly believe that probably like doubles at the very least. Yeah, if not, I think so too. And then also, man, the bad word of mouth before this even comes yes, out. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like, why does this keep happening? And part of it is, and we're going to talk about this more when we talk about Loki. But the Variety article that came out, uh, yeah. And like, like I said, we're going to talk about this more with Loki. But I'm never going but to it read it. It keeps happening in comic book yeah. movies. Yeah, it does. Like I said, it, it happened in Blue Beetle. Yeah, you know. Well, Flash had its own problem. Yes, it did. Like, we're already hearing it with Aquaman. It hasn't come out. Right. You know, I think the trailer looks fun for Aquaman. Yeah, I do too. I think it looks fun but as well. It's the, but people keep talking about, like, oh, here, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, before these movies even come out, like, I, people are wanting superhero movies to they die. Are. They, they, we have hit that point. They are. And here's the, here's the thing. I mean, unless they become, unless they get to the point where they are, where Disney is losing money on this thing, they're not going to do Because they spent way too much money on Marvel yeah. uh, to just put it on the back burner and put it on, uh, take it, take it off the shelf. So they're going to keep making movies. They're going to keep doing things. Now they are going to probably slow things down because as of right now, they have revamped the schedule again. And currently as of right now, there is only one Marvel film on the docket for 2024. And that is uh Deadpool three. That's the only one that they've got right now. Uh, the rest have all been pushed back to 2025 or later. So, uh, I think that's probably the best solution for them uh, for the time being is, you know, slow things down. Don't push things out so fast. Uh, they are, and they are honestly having to rethink a lot of their strategy. I mean, we've already seen the them. only, the only issue is that is you start forgetting these characters. Yeah, you do. You, you start forgetting these characters. They got, they got to kind of figure out there was such a big, huge plan to get is, you know, push all this stuff out and be done with like four or five and phase four, five and six by the end of yeah. 2026, I think. And that's probably not going to happen right. at this point. So uh, what's the show or well, no, it's a movie now. What's the one that Florence Pugh and um, Thunderbolts? And, uh, yeah, yeah, Thunderbolts. Like half those co- characters we haven't seen in years. Yeah, we haven't seen we haven't seen Florence Pugh since uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, John have, Walker. Yeah, we haven't seen John Walker since Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we haven't seen uh, Florence Pugh's uh, adopted dad, David uh, Harbour. Yeah, David yeah, Harbour. Yeah. Haven't seen him since since uh, Black Widow. Uh, these are all twenty twenty one characters. Talking, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, they, they, they've got some things to figure out, but uh, but they do need to slow down because I think they they over they did yeah, oversaturate the market. So they'll figure it out. Look, Kevin Feige's smart. Uh, he's he's yeah. navigated this before, so uh, I think he'll figure it out uh, going forward as well. So, well, right. I hope they. 
Even though this didn't do as well, I hope they don't get away from having a movie that's actually fun because I have a feeling, we said this with Blue Beetle, I know I keep comparing the two, but when these hit streaming and people start, these movies are, are going to blow up on streaming. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think this, I think this is going to be huge on Disney Plus because a lot of people have said, you know, yeah. I'm just not going to go to the theater on it, I'm not going to spend yeah. the money. And look, let's just be real honest, going to the theater is expensive. I mean, yeah, that too. I, I mean, I, when I took my kids to it, so uh, it was about 60 bucks for tickets uh, between the three of us. Uh, we went and got something to eat beforehand. That was about 50 bucks right there. Yeah, and then yeah. it was uh, about... You ate cheap? Yeah, I mean, because yeah, we just went to a fast food place. That's all we did. Yeah. Uh, and then when we got there, we each got drinks and we each got a snack. And between the three of us, three drinks and three snacks was forty five dollars. Dude, what are you doing? Not sticking those snacks? Up there, well, I know, uh, but uh, well, my son likes popcorn and he likes so he's oh, kind of yeah, hard yeah. to get popcorn. Yeah, now I could have yeah, probably yeah, done no, something for up. me and my daughter, but uh, yeah. but yeah, like I said, so I mean, there's a hundred and fifty bucks yeah, right no, there. You're right. You're right. Uh, so it's not cheap, and that's another issue yeah. that they're they're that movies are eventually going to have to start dealing with, but. Anyway. All right, tell you what, let's take a real quick break and let's actually get into the movie. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, so like I said, let's actually get into the specifics of the movie itself. Uh, let's talk about the, the introduction because... I like the introduction. I thought, you know, mm -hmm. doing the cartoon thing again, like they did with Miss Marvel. Yeah. I, I I liked that. I thought it was great. I thought I like it, it gave us the it gave people who weren't familiar with the character that it basically gives you all you need to know. Uh, this girl is a Captain Marvel fanatic. Uh, she loves Captain Marvel, uh, and that's really all you truly need to know. Obviously, they'll let you know about her powers, but. It kind of gives you the background for why she's going to just be fawning over Carol Danvers for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and also you get to learn she's in Jersey City with her crazy family. Yes, and so you know that's kind of sets the stage for her. We also get uh, Tiana Paris's. Uh, she's on Saber. She's out doing the uh, the, the spacewalk on on Saber, and we see her. She gets to use her powers a little bit here. So we obviously know she's a super powered person. Uh, they'll explain a little bit later on about how she gets those powers. But you get enough information to know who mm -hmm. these characters are. If you didn't see Wandavision, if you didn't see Miss Marvel. So you have some background working knowledge. I thought they did that well enough. What do you think? I, did, I thought the same. Definitely. Like I said, I'm glad I went back and watched those episodes of Monica Rambeau and WandaVision. Right. But they did explain it to you. Now, we get then we finally get to uh, Carol Danvers. She is on her spaceship. She's on her ship. And she's got Goose there with her. The Goose the yeah. Cat. Uh, this is the first time that my daughter just like lost her breath. Like she inhaled the whole room because when she sees the cat. Uh, but uh, I was surprised at just how how present Goose was here at the beginning. <laughs> I was too. I mean, like he's like her sidekick for like the first yeah. 15 minutes of this thing. He was everywhere. He was out in space with her. Yeah, he was. Like I was really surprised by all that. I was like, wow, they're, yeah. they are really including Goose in all this. Yeah. Uh, but this is when they're uh, she's exploring and she's on this planet. I can't remember the name of or something like that. Uh, but she's on this planet. This is that in this planet that she, that the scrolls are uh, refugees on. They, this is actually a uh, Fantastic Four planet as well. So the Fantastic Four have been to this planet. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they will ever pull that back in. But nevertheless, um, but uh, when she's investigating that, when uh, when Monica Rambo is doing her thing, and when Miss Marvel Kamala Khan is doing uh, is getting ready to her bangle all starts to glow. This is when we get the power swap. Uh, 
I loved this first scene, this first basically fight scene. I thought it yeah. went hard. I thought it was one of the best. Look, I think all of the fight scenes in this are some of the best we've gotten in Marvel. Nia DaCosta nailed these things. I, I thought they were really well done, too, especially this first one. I love when the cons are involved in fighting. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That was great. Like, they have the broom and all <laughs> the stuff. Chairs. Yeah. Um, what's, but what's great about this is... Because when you have Carol Danvers, when you have Miss Marvel, when you have uh, Captain Marvel in a film, and the Russo brothers talked about this when they were doing Endgame, you have the problem you have is she's just so completely overpowered. And like, right, you, right. You, how do you get around this? And for the Russo brothers, their solution was to get her away from the story for the most part. I mean, yeah, she yeah, yeah. Uh, like when they did Captain Marvel and they did Infinity War, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, does the pager thing to call for her. I just assume Carol Danvers is going to have a huge part in Endgame, but that's not the case. She ends up having just kind of a small part. And the, part of the reason for that was because she is so overpowered that if she had been there like the entire time, then she would have won that. You know, right. she would have won easily. So they just took her away not from the. Anymore. Yeah, they took she's her away from the story. The, no, she's not the most powerful. We got uh, well, Daenerys. Well, well, we will talk about that a, a little bit later on. So, uh, but anyway, so like I said, that's the reason why they took her away. So you have the same problem here. You've got her here, but. This swapping of powers thing, it basically, or this when they use their powers at the same time, they swap places. What it does is it depowers her because you can't just always use her power. So that's that's the this is to me it's a creative way to get around the overpowered version of Carol Danvers in this. I just thought it worked really really well. So. It worked, it worked really well. It was so much fun. It was a whole lot of fun watching them fight uh, and just constantly one of them would get zapped in. And look, again, Amon Vellani is just amazing in this. Like yeah. when she first sees Goose and Goose eats those people, uh, just right. the freak out that she yeah. has. Uh, them going to her family's house and the family reacting to it. They are so incredibly good. Her finding out Captain Marvel was at her house. Oh, no, and she she was was just so disappointed. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Like I said, I I was enthralled the entire time. Like I said, this first fight, it goes goes hard. It really Mm -hmm. did, and I loved every minute of it. I do think we do get the interesting thing because, like, if you remember from WandaVision, uh, there was when, when. Captain Marvel was brought up about being the one in there in episode four, I think, when they talk about people who could uh, almost beat. They say Wanda almost beat Thanos herself, and uh, somebody else says, "Oh, well, Captain Marvel did too." There was a noticeable like, I'm a, I don't like this woman, uh, even though yeah. she was my auntie for when I was a child. I don't like. Then we don't really know. We have never known what the issue was. Uh, we finally find out here. Uh, Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau have not seen each other since she was a child. Uh, this is uh, the issue here. Now, the only thing, when we talk about things that didn't work for me, the idea that because she ended up uh, basically destroying Hala for the most part, uh, and that's the reason she does never comes back on, that, if something didn't yeah. work, that was it. Uh, I agree. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't like that. I, I thought the villain was kind of weak, too. Oh, the villain was terrible. Uh, Darbin... Who plays Darvin? I don't even, I don't even know who plays that uh, character. Yeah, uh, uh, who is Darvin? I've got a suggestion. Darvin is played by Zoe Ashton. I don't even know who that is. Uh, she looked familiar, yeah. uh, but I, I, I've never seen her or anything. And, yeah, this is the thing. I have a suggestion. Why didn't they get a actress that is known to play that part? I, I mean, and like, especially... If, say they attacked him as a young person and this person is now grown. Right. You could have got a woman that's in her late 40s, early right. 50s. Yeah, you could have. I'll, I'll give you some names. Okay, Kate right. Beckinsale. Yeah, she would have been good. That would be. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, oh, she would have been real good. Heather, Heather Graham. Christina yeah. Ricci. Liv Tyler. That's five names. How much better would it have been if you recognized the person and, like, there's somebody that you kind of know from the 90s as well. Well, part of, me wa- the- part of me wonders if, you know, if they may have tried to get somebody else. But, th- look, I, the script for this character is bad. It's just, it's not, yeah. it's a poorly developed character. And, look, right. this is this is classic Marvel. Like, if we talk about Marvel from 10 years ago, Marvel from 10 years ago, the stories were great, but the villains were terrible. Yeah. This kind of goes right back in that entire thing. Mm-hmm. The, the villain in this is not good. Um, look, 
I, I don't think Zoe Ashton is terrible in this. I don't think she's great in this no. either. Uh, yeah. She doesn't do anything to elevate a poor, poorly written character. Is what. Uh, right. So, right. like I said, I'm not going to fault her entirely for it, but she could have done some things to make it at least a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, but part of it may be maybe they try to get some other people, but when they when you read the script for this, I can't see why if you're a big actress, why you would want to sign yeah. up for this role. So maybe that's a big part of it. Uh, and look, it could be. and the villain they used, she is, I, I'm, I wasn't familiar with her at all from the comics. Apparently she's only appeared in two issues of comics ever. Uh, so this was, Weird. A, this was really digging deep for a villain. So like I said, I don't know if they just had a hard time coming up with anybody, but uh, it, it is one of the things that worked the least for this. It was, was the villain. But like I said, I'm, I'm kind of used to that with with Marvel. That their villains have, for yeah. up until about the last five years have kind of always. Yeah. So, well, uh, can I bring up something else yeah. that I don't think works? Mm-hmm. The scrolls have been a miss. Yeah, they have been ever since Captain Marvel. They've been, they've been kind of a miss. Mm-hmm. Like, I did, people just don't care. Yeah, they don't. And look, uh, we need to talk about this real quick. So, a lot of people have been saying, you know, okay, well, this obviously eliminates like. This basically eliminates. Uh, they're they're basically completely ignoring Secret Invasion. And part of me thinks that's yeah. true, but here's the yeah. only reason why I I'm not convinced of it. If I remember correctly, and I may be remembering incorrectly, I think this wasn't the original release date for the Marvel supposed to be in February, and Ant Man was supposed to be that's in what I was July. Mm-hmm. Because they moved yep. a lot of things around. I think that's correct. I thought the same thing. Okay, because if that's the case, then they made this movie thinking this would come before Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah. And then Secret Invasion would happen. Because if this is supposed to take place after Secret Invasion, then everyone who is saying that Secret Invasion is no longer relevant is correct. Because they yes. literally come and get the scrolls and take right. them back to Earth. And, like, you can't do that. Well, no. They took them to Asgard. Yeah, the new Asgard on Earth, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of oh yeah yeah I forgot this Asgard is on Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like <clears throat> yeah like you said they we know they're not allowed back. I mean they're like we've made the treaty here. I mean the treaty. Uh, about that so yeah yeah so like i said maybe this is maybe they're just convenient maybe they just figured all right it's convenient to wash away secret invasion and also is sam jackson with his wife yeah and no, like so again this is why i think this is either they are going they it's just they are just conveniently using this to just kind of wipe away secret invasion but i'm good with that let's pretend it never happened i'm, I'm with that i'm good with that too if we can just pretend that that never happened that's great and i think that's it's just convenient that that that's the way that it yeah. worked out because i do really truly believe that they had intended for this to come first and then secret invasion would have happened and it would have they wouldn't be so weird uh, the way that they kind of work all this. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about that real quick because this is when uh, Valkyrie shows up. Uh, Valkyrie, who plays Valkyrie? What's that woman's name? Uh, 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 Tessa Thompson. Thank you, Tessa Thompson. Uh, she shows up because this is the friend that she has. Look, they are obviously putting out some vibes here. Uh, do you think there's something going on between the two of them? You know, I didn't even think about that. Because she kisses Maybe. her, because because yeah, she does. kisses her on the cheek, uh, and like I'm not real familiar. Here's my comic knowledge about uh, Miss Mar about Captain Marvel. I'm not real familiar with her except for her run with uh, the X Men, in which we'll talk about that towards the end. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, but my understanding is like there's something between them in the comics. I think uh, I was trying to do some research on this, but uh, and there was a lot of people who were speculating that when Valkyrie was talking about, I guess in Love and Thunder, that she was looking for her queen, yeah. that it yeah. was actually uh, Carol Danvers that that she's ended up talking okay. about. So, uh, but <laughs> and it's quite obvious that if they are going to do something between them, they're Marvel was thinking about their China money, so they they only live with a little peck on the cheek. They don't yes, do anything yes, more than yes. that uh, <laughs> because they can't. They do more than that. China won't let it come in their into their country. So, uh, like I said, anyway, I th- just thought that was interesting. Now, one of the things I do like the way that they do this when the three of them are together, uh, they figure out what is a hindrance. They're they're swapping of powers and or they're swapping of uh, positions whenever they use their powers simultaneously. It's a hindrance at first, but they work together to make it a benefit because they can use it to tag in and tag out of certain places. I love that little scene where they're kind of syncing all that together. 
Yeah, I thought I thought that was great too. Yeah, the the three of them had really great credits. Oh, they were great. They were great together. Uh, it was just so much fun watching all of them uh, interact with each other. I love the fact that Amon Vellani was just kind of like in awe of her uh, yeah. Carol Danvers the entire time. I loved when Tiana Paris was, or Monica Rambo was explaining about her mother passing away while she was blipped mm-hmm. and Amon Vellani just comes up and hugs her uh, and yeah. like then brings yeah, I, like, I, I like how they kind of uh, gave stuff from their past yes mm-hmm. you know showing that too that was good yeah I, I enjoyed that I thought that was good because it gives us a little bit more background and it also mm-hmm. gives us the background of what happened with uh, Captain Marvel where she reveals that when she destroyed the supreme intelligence this is what caused Hala to end up basically being almost completely destroyed not completely obviously but it ends up doing incredible damage to their planet because of the destruction of the supreme intelligence and one of the things I do like about that when they show that scene where she goes to destroy the secret intelligence she looks like a villain in that uh, because she does she, she is really a villain does. to the Korea at that point and I thought that was really yeah. good I thought that was very good as well. What was her name? Uh, the, Annihilator. the Annihilator. The Annihilator. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is a cool nickname. <laughs> it is a cool nickname. She didn't like it though. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a cool nickname. Uh, now, they're obviously trying to come up with a plan to thwart uh, Darbin because they're trying to figure out where her next place to go to. And the next place that they're going to is Aladna, which is a singing, oh, wow. a singing planet. What did you think of the singing planet scene? I thought it was fun. I mean, like, you know, in, in another movie, it may have annoyed me to right. death. It's kind of fun here. This this could work here in the and in the Thor universe. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Look, I loved it. I thought it was great. And they're doing a couple of things here, I think, that they're trying to pay tribute to. Uh, Amon Vellani's character, Miss um, Marvel, she is having a blast during this. So like yes, When yes. you're watching them go through the streets of this, she is dancing, and she's asking them, why aren't yeah. y'all dancing? Uh, so she's having a blast. And also, when they're in the streets of this planet and all this musical stuff is taking place, it's clear that they are kind of like basically paying tribute to like her and her her heritage because that's yeah. very bollywood it's it was incredibly right, bollywood right. the other yeah. thing that i think they're doing in this because the planet like i said i think it, the name was aladna what does that sound like what? aladdin aladdin and when they get into like the 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 castle or whatever Captain Marvel goes full Disney princess with the dress. Yeah, yeah. She I does. really think this is Marvel's paying tribute to like their owners in in Disney I with can this. See that. Yeah, uh, because yeah. they, they've got a princess. She's a princess. They've got a prince uh, who is yeah. this very handsome man. I mean, like I said, I really feel like they were paying some tribute to to, to the fact yeah. that they're owned by Disney with this. Uh, that's just all I could think of. Uh, shout out to to Monica Rambo for double fist and drinks during all of this. Yeah, uh, that was great. She danced a little bit at the end yeah she danced a little bit in the end and then the best dad joke ever when monica rambo says oh he doesn't have to sing when he speaks and and captain marvel says oh he's bilingual i was like yes 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 i love this i'm all about this so uh that entire like i said i love the singing plan i thought it was great i know Mm -hmm. it did not work for everybody but it worked great for me yeah uh, then obviously the next big scene with that we want to talk about uh, they, they have the big fight scene which uh, takes place on this planet they escape and we we had learned earlier that these weird things were showing up on Saber on uh, the, the station the space station that oh, Nick Fury's man. in uh, I, look I immediately was like oh those are eggs <laughs> did you have any idea what uh, they were when they no, first started showing up I had up? no idea I wasn't sure yeah yeah I was like those yeah. have got to be eggs because the only reason I thought that there's a small glimpse in the very first trailer for this where you see like that scene where all those kittens are coming down the stairs uh, you remember that scene okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that scene is in the trailer it's a very very quick glimpse it's like oh those are eggs this is this is goose having babies uh but when they finally do reveal this you see the first egg hatch and you see the first kitten and then the entire place is just overrun with kittens my daughter i thought she was going to explode she loves <laughs> cats and there were so many kittens there were, there were a lot of cats thing. a lot of cats and look it's they were all great they were hungry and they start eating the people and like Captain Marvel is trying to like get that one cat to spit it out and Nick Fury says, yeah. uh, that's the plan. We want to, it's easier to get the cats transported than it is to get a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and, and this entire scene, what did you think? 
Oh, it was hilarious. I was dying at laughing. Especially, like, the PSA in the background. Yes. Please let the cats eat you. Please let the flurkin eat you. Do not run. Please let the flurkin yeah, eat you. That yeah, was great. Run. Yeah, uh, and everyone's running, the screaming. Oh, it was so funny. And the great needle drop where... They are playing memory in the background. You didn't know oh, what yeah. this was from. Uh, yeah. I learned from, we learned from our uh, group chat with Rob Hathaway. Uh, but memory is the song from cats. Look, it is the only thing that people care about in, in the musical cats. Yeah. The reason why cats was the longest running musical up until like 2000 or 2003 or something like that was because of the song memory. And it's like I said, it's the one good song. It, everything else is crap. about Cats. Uh, if you yeah. saw the movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, but like having that playing in the background as they're all hilarious. getting eaten is just absolutely hilarious, absolutely fantastic. Uh, just like I said, no notes about this whatsoever. I was yeah. having such a good time. Uh, yeah. But then we get uh, the big fight scene here at the end. Uh, I thought it was another really good. I thought it was another really good mm -hmm. fight scene. I mean, the fighting yeah. in this is really well done. Shout out to me. I agree. Costa. Like you said, it was much better than most of the Marvel it stuff. It really was. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. Uh, but then we get, uh, so she gets the bangles, uh, Darby is gone, uh, but it opens up this portal uh, that is tearing a fabric in reality, basically, at this point, and they've got to do something to fix it. And as soon as I realized that Tiona Paris was going to have to go there, I was like, oh, well, she's yeah. going to get stuck there. Did you think the same yeah. thing? I thought the same thing, yeah. Yeah, I did too, so. Uh, so she gets stuck on the other side, uh, which will lead to our end credit scene, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh but, you know, obviously a lot of sadness. Uh, look, we haven't really talked about Nick Fury. What did you think about Samuel L. Jackson in this? Oh, he was fantastic. Yes, he this. was. Especially coming from Secret Invasion. Yes. He's having so much fun in this. He loved the Khan family. He oh, liked, yeah. You know, they had great chemistry. They, they were really so much fun together. Yeah, like I said, it's the most fun we've seen Samuel L. Jackson have in a, in yeah. a film in a while. Uh, I was really and he loves cats. Yeah, he does. He still like, loves. After Goose made him lose his eyes. <laughs> he was still holding him like, hey, he was still very much part of it. It was really surprising. Yeah. Uh, but we get, uh, you know, there's some sadness, obviously. Kamala Khan comes back to Earth by herself in the ship. Uh, Nick Fury's asking about it. She's got tears in her eyes because they lost, because they lost uh, Monica. So she's stuck on the other side in this in this uh, other reality. And this is when Captain Marvel reignites their son. Uh, so she f f fulfills that promise. And then she has you know this. It ends with them in Louisiana. Uh, they're talking, and this is when Kamala. So I was confused. Who is moving into the house? It was Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's moving into okay. the house. Yeah. Uh, okay. But we still had some great scenes. You know, when when her mom says to her brother, uh, you know, this would be a great place to start a family. <laughs> he starts trying to cut her off with the remote. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was hilarious because that was that's why I was like confused. I like who lives here? Is she <laughs> wanting him to hook up with Captain Marvel? Well, that's that, kind of the thing. I thought he was married. He is married. They, they like completely ignore the fact that she's married, except for the one time yeah. when he's going up the. He called the, his wife. He yeah. called his wife. That's the only time they they ever talk about his wife in this uh but other than that like they just completely ignored the fact that he's married yeah. so uh but we we get this at least the scene where it's a complete reenactment of the very oh, first so mid credit scene where kamala khan shows up to kate bishop's apartment uh she's in the dark she's pulling a full nick fury and look this is just where amon Vellani like she has just been so good in this movie. She is just yeah. so good in this scene because, like, she know she's like going full ham, like ham-fisted yeah. performance on this. It was just fantastic. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it, especially when you couldn't tell who it was, and then you saw the bow and arrow. The bow and arrow. Like, oh, it's Kate Bishop. It's Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was so excited. I, I'm loving the thought of them teaming up and with ant-man's daughter mm -hmm. uh give us the young marvels i know we're going to take time but don't make these kids be 40 years old before it comes out <laughs> i like the fact that they kind of recognize that because she says uh there's a whole team of of, of uh teen superheroes or kid superheroes and and kate bishop says i'm 23 <laughs> like, yeah like i'm an adult what are you talking about but yeah they're yeah. basically setting up the young avengers uh i'll be interested to see who they put in this so obviously you've got these yeah. two you've got ant-man's daughter in it uh cassie laying it uh she'll she'll be out there yeah. uh who else they could put into it i mean they could the pull girl from uh dr strange i can't remember what her character's name uh, was yeah america uh america something ah what was her name i cannot yeah. remember now america uh, sanchez i think so uh 
Merrick Chavez, Merrick Chavez, Chavez, yeah, Merrick Chavez. So they could pull, they could pull her into it as well. Uh, there probably will be some others that they introduce that they can put into it. Uh, it look, it'll be it, giving Amon Vellani the reins for it. Yes, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The, look, well, the fact that we're going to use her a lot more makes me happy. It does me too because I look, I don't know how much her her TV show got watched. I, it's obviously there's not, uh, this movie isn't going to get nearly the box office. They had hoped it would get, yeah. but they do recognize they've got something with her. Uh, yeah. look, yeah. I can't wait to see what she does with her career outside. Let's not, let's not even talk about Marvel. I mean, this girl would be great in romantic comedies. She would. I mean, she would, she would be great. In those she type would be roles. the great of the lead of a sitcom where she's like the new plucky kid that's working there. Oh yeah, she would be like a, in an office setting. Yeah, she'd be great in that. And then you know, then you know, ten years from now when she decides she wants to go for her Oscar, she plays something deep and dark and oh, broody. She could do it all. Yeah, she would absolutely do it. So, just fantastic. I cannot wait to see what they what she has in store because she's. Yeah, just I have a feeling they've signed her up for a nice long contract. Oh, I'm sure they have. If they're, they're, I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing. So, and this is like, look, this is the only thing she's ever done. So she's breaking out yeah. in front of our in front of our eyes with this. But twenty one. Uh, is that how old she is? Twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm really sure. Wasn't real sure how old she was. So, all right. So that takes us to and look. I kind of felt like that was maybe supposed to originally be a mid credit scene, and this next one was supposed to be the the end credits. Yeah. If, if Marvel wants to get to the point where they just do mid credits, that'd be great. Where I don't have to. Sit I, I'm, I'm good with that too, man. Their credits are so damn long. <laughs> they are. They're incredibly long. It was, uh, it was so nice to not have to sit through the entire credits. I know, role. man. It's so nice to Google how many credit scenes and, like you said, any little on this where we did that sit the whole thing. Thank you, thank yes. you, Marvel. But it is a doozy of a mid credit scene yeah. that we get on this one. So uh, Tiana Paris is uh, Monica Rambo. She wakes up and look. This is probably the best acting we get in the entire thing because she. She is emotional about seeing yeah. her mother uh and she uh, uh what's her name lashana lynch lashana lynch is who plays uh who played maria maria rambo in captain marvel she is back uh in this and she is just just like overcome with emotion because she is seeing her mom but her mom obviously doesn't recognize her and i was hearing the voice and I was like, that voice uh, sounds really familiar. Who is that? Yes. I, I couldn't put a finger on it. But then you see the blue hair. And that's when I did Leo pointing me. And I was sitting there like, uh, that. it's Beast. It's Beast. And look, who knew that you'd have to have seen like X3 for this to understand know, something right, about a film. Right. Uh, the worst X-Men movie that ever existed. Uh, yeah. But... We get Kelsey Grammer, who is playing, who played the Beast in the third X Men movie. Uh, this is the, I guess, the X Men universe. I guess. Uh, did you know who uh, Lashana Lynch was playing? Did you do you know who that was? No, no, I, I had to look that up later. Okay, so this is binary. Uh, binary. Does it kind of look like the Fantastic Four? Was what the outfit looked like? It, it's a, It kind of looked a little bit like that, and that's kind of what, what I was wondering if they were going with it first. But no, this is binary. Binary is so. Here's kind of this is where I was talking about like my understanding of Captain Marvel is comes with the X Men. So, in the comics, there's a period where Captain Marvel lost her powers. I don't remember exactly how she lost her powers, but I think she blamed the Avengers or something like that for for losing her powers. Uh, and she goes and joins up with uh, Charles and the X Men because there's a little bit of like a mutants. There's like a dormant mutant gene or something in her blood or something like that. I don't know. It's it's convoluted. It's kind of hard to follow. Uh, but she goes and joins up with the X-Men. And when she's there with the X-Men, she becomes binary. And this is also how Rogue kind of gets a lot of her powers. Rogue's power has always been that she absorbs the other powers of, uh, of other people, of other mutants and all this type of stuff. Uh, and... Mystique, uh, she was actually at one time under the the tutelage of Mystique, and she was a villain, or she was training to become a villain. And Mystique told her to like basically, uh, like go up and like hold on to Binary for as long as she can. And she ends up putting Binary, who is Carol Danvers, in a coma for a while. But that's how Rogue in the comics and in the cartoon, if you've seen the cartoon, how she can fly, how she is so incredibly strong, is because she held on to uh, Binary for so long, and that's like that. So this is how I know the character of Binaries and how she is connected to the X Men. So it's interesting the fact they're giving this character to Monica Rambo. Uh, I'm not Monica Rambo. Um, Maria Rambo. I don't know when we're going to see these characters again. I have no idea. I mean, you just put a character yeah. that you just introduced in. 
Uh, Monica Rambo. This is only the second thing she's been in. I feel like they're going to try to revisit this relatively soon, but it honestly also feels like that we probably won't see this until like Kane Dynasty or uh, Secret Wars. Thoughts? Yeah, but it also it also is another reminder with the multiverse. There's no telling who we may see. Yeah, you're pop correct. Up. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. You're you're correct about that because with the way that they do the multiverse, anybody could come to this thing at any time point. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's interesting the fact that this is really, I mean, yeah, technically we got the X-Men with Charles Xavier and Multiverse of Madness, but you yeah. really, this is the first real, like, true, very much, you can tell it's an X-Men when you get Beast there. Right, right. Uh, so yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, anyway, just fun movie. Just absolutely fun. It look, was, man. Was there issues? Yeah, there were, but it's, yeah. look, I will take this all day long. I'll I'd watch this again. Yeah, I, I would. I would absolutely watch this again. I can't wait for it to come out on Disney Plus because I plan to yeah. watch it then. It'll be great. My daughter will want to watch it as well because there will be cats galore. Uh, <laughs> and that may make my, my wife want to watch it because she'll want to watch it with our daughter. There you so, go. so, like I said, I'm all about all this. So, anyway, uh, is there anything else you want to add before we do our awards? No, I think we're good. I think let's get to the awards. All right, let's do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a movie or a TV show, whenever we wrap it up, we like to give out six awards. All six awards are based on the six characters of Friends. Up first, we have the Rachel, who is the star of the show. Who are giving your Rachel to? I mean, I feel like you got to give it to the three leads, uh, Carol, Monica, and uh, Kamala. I was going to do it, but I, I, to me... Amon Vellani, she was a standout to me. I, know. I, went, she was. I gave it to her. Now I'm putting the other two somewhere else, but I, I was, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go with all three of them. But she was just, she stole this movie in so many ways. I, I feel like this, if she's not in this movie, this movie's not good. You're, you're correct about that. This movie is not good at all. Uh, and she's just so incredibly in this, so incredible. Yeah. So I, I went ahead and gave it to her by herself. All right, uh, the Joey, the character that you just loved, who'd you give this one to? I went with our guy Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Okay, this is where I went with the other two. Uh, this is where okay. I put Tiana Paris, That's and this is where uh, uh, Carol Danvers. So uh, I put them here uh, for this one. Uh, the Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most, who'd you go with? The Khan family. I went with the Khan family, and this is also where I throw in Sam Jackson. Uh, because uh, he was great yeah. with them. He uh, was very funny. He I was, was really funny. surprised at just how funny he was in this. It, yeah. It was really surprising. he was not funny in, uh, in Secret in Invasion. Secret. He was not. <laughs> He had a couple of moments, but for the most part, yeah. he was not fun in that. Uh, the Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch. Who's your Phoebe? Uh, the cats. The oh, fuckers. yeah. It's the cats. Yeah, it's the cats. It's yeah. Goose. It's the cats uh, yeah. eating people. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to get around that as your, as your oddball. Yeah. Uh, the Monica, a character who's just important to the story. Who'd you go with? I went with Marie Rambo. Okay, you want Maria Rambo here? Uh, this is where I went. Uh, oh, I lost my I lost my thing on this. Uh, this is actually this is where I went with uh, Beast on this, just because I don't know what they're okay. doing with that. I, yeah, yeah, it could be it could be really interesting. It could not be. Who knows? But yeah. I went with I went with uh, Beast on this. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how they're. I don't know what their plan is for that. But to introduce it here, I thought it was just really interesting. Uh, the Ross, your least favorite character. It's got to be the villain, Darbin. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it's not completely the actress's fault, I don't think. No. But it, she didn't do anything to elevate the role either. No, she did. So, unfortunately. Uh, and like I said, it's fine. I mean, the Marvel's had bad villains for a long time now, so. Yeah. We'll just throw her in there with all the rest of them. All right, rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. We have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our uh, rating system is a succession. Beneath the succession is a loss. The middle of the road for us is a friends. Beneath the friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. What are you rating the Marvels? I'm giving it a loss, but I was close to giving it a succession. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's it's right between the two for me. I'm going to go ahead and push yeah. it up to a succession just because yeah. I, I had fun. I mean, ultimately, yeah. when I walk out of a movie laughing, having a blast, just enjoying myself as much as I did, it's. Uh, I'll be happy to give it a succession. Uh, like I said, it's yeah. not perfect. Uh, I'm not trying to say that it's a perfect movie by giving it our highest rating, but it it's checked so many boxes for me. And uh, You will not regret watching this no you won't you will not and regret the people it all. that are crapping on it don't listen to them no don't listen to them at all i would highly recommend not listening to them so 
All right. Speaking of recommendations, uh, yeah. we'd like to do some recommendations for our listeners before we sign off on this one. So what are some things you want to recommend? So I'm going to mention this again because we're doing something Brie Larson's in. I really like Lesson in Chemistry. I've okay. seen some people crap I need to on watch that. It again. I have not it's had really to watch good. It. It's on Apple. Lewis Pullman is in it as well. As well, Lessons in Chemistry on Apple. I think we're on episode six or seven. Yeah, I want to watch so it. So it, it is. It is uh, very good. Uh, I'll give you since we're talking about Marvel. Blade one and two is on uh, HBO Max. Oh, I don't really? know how much longer. It's showing like your last chance. So you may want to get after it. I have not seen those movies in a long time. Man, they're good. It makes me even more excited to see what Mahershala Ali could do with that role because I think he could be even better than and uh, you, Wesley Snipes. Did you hear the announcement that Kevin Foggy made that it will be an R-rated film? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic news. But like those movies, the the second one especially because Guillermo del Toro is directing it and mm-hmm. it's got like a horror mix to it. That one holds up pretty well, really, surprisingly. Yeah, it's the been a long one, time since I've seen. I've the seen the first, first one. one doesn't. Last the first one doesn't as much because of like it's just so long ago Stephen Dorff is the villain and he's really good and Wizard Snipes is fantastic but it really made me want to watch you know the, the next month right w- when we're finally going to get it and then um, I was going to watch oh I watched a movie last night on uh, Amazon The Burial starring uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Foxx okay it is it is about a funeral home a guy who owns a funeral home in Mississippi, by the way. Okay. And uh, a big company is trying to take it, and he hires Jamie Foxx as his lawyer. It's, it is a lot of fun. It is really good. I would highly recommend it. The Burial on Amazon. All right. Uh, I'm in the midst of coaching soccer. I don't have any time on my hands to watch things outside of what we're watching for this show. Uh, oh, I do have one little recommendation. Uh, the Look, I don't know how far I want to get with it. The Curse that uh, yeah. uh, premiered on Paramount+. Plus, I watched it, too. It's good. It really is good. It is very cringy, though, and it is very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, like I'm like physically uncomfortable through watching it throughout the course of it. But it is funny. There are multiple scenes that you will cringe. Yes, there are. Uh, like I said, so it just any cringe type of stuff like i love like uh meet the parents it's great yeah. but that's another one that makes me so uncomfortable watching it so much that it, i have a hard time going back to it whenever i watch it uh anything that's well, like it's, that, it's it's got nathan fielder and the safety brothers who are also the king of cringe yes so them teaming up is is scary it is but i will say it is an interesting hour it was oh yeah you will laugh you will. you will laugh a lot, and you will also feel really uncomfortable a lot when you're watching yeah. it. Like Emma Stone is really good. Emma Stone's great. Uh, Nathan Felder's great. The, it's really good. Corbin Burns, out of nowhere. Do I know? Oh yeah, Corbin, Corbin Burns. Yeah, Burns. I was not. Yeah, I was so not. Good. I didn't realize he was going to be in, it, and he just shows up in this. So, uh, it, like I said, it's really good. But man, it's hard to watch. If you if you have a yes. hard time with cringy stuff, the, it's a tough one. I'll just go ahead and yeah. warn that for you. But I am going to give you some uh, things I'm looking forward to uh, real quick. I want to have some more things I'm looking forward to when we do Loki. Uh, coming up this Friday, I uh, can't wait for this. I don't know how good it's going to be, but uh, if you saw Scott Pilgrim Takes Over the World, which came out like 10 years ago or however long, oh, yeah. there is yeah. an anime show uh, coming out on Netflix called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, and I think a lot of the same cast is coming back to do the voice oh, cast cool. for this, too. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Uh, so that's going to be one of the things I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to watch it over Thanksgiving break uh, because it will be coming out on the 17th this coming Friday. The other thing that I just got me really, really excited, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk a few times about how much I enjoyed the Super Mario Brothers movie. Nintendo announced that they are getting ready. They have started production in terms of like uh, like pre-production or whatever for a live-action Zelda movie. Uh, Avi Arad oh, yeah, is going to be producing this. this. Uh, Zelda is my favorite game of all time. I cannot wait. Look, I would kind of prefer that they had just gone animated route uh, like they did with Super Mario Brothers. That kind of would have been my preference. But, you know, I've already started like, all right, who's going to be Link? Are we getting Timothy Chalamet? Uh, Who who are we getting to play Link? You know, this is, this is, uh, you know, are we just going to like make Chris Pratt play everything from here on out? Uh, uh, (laughs) Is he going to be the guy? People will lose their mind if Pratt is that. So, like I said, uh, Zelda is my favorite video game of all time. I love it. 
and I can't wait for this. So obviously, we have a few years to go on it. Uh, like I said, they're just—it's just been announced. They haven't started filming. They haven't casted. They haven't done anything like that. But uh, I was just really excited when I saw it. So uh, I can't wait to see that. So whenever it does come out. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode on the Marvels? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.